Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. We interrupt this broadcast for a very special announcement. The Drake Podcast Show is back for season three, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight, I've asked Dave Onyx from Queensland, Australia to come on my show and talk about his involvement in researching and educating people on the truth. How the Freedom Rally went last weekend and why Dave chose to exit the matrix of lies, most people aren't even aware they're still abiding by, including one elephant in the room. Ready for it? Influenza. I mean, (laughs) COVID. Dave, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the Drake Podcast Show with me today for episode six of season three. Where does the story of Deeper Awakening start off for you, mate? Wow, Dom, great question. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Probably when you were just a kid, mate, I would have been would have been mid nineteen nineties, and uh, I was given a copy of The Hold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book, but uh, he was. Uh, U.S. Navy, and then uh, at a later stage went on to Secret Service. And for me, he was one of the first whistleblowers to expose what was coming. He told us about the New World Order. He was releasing highly classified uh, U.S. government documents. And then uh, I read that book, and that started the journey of awakening. Yeah, gosh, I would have been early 20s. So, mate, it's making me sound old. But that's about 23, 24 years ago. Yeah, long time ago now, mate. And... Uh, yeah, and then the big shift for me, though, was when the big shift was when I was in New York City, uh, the, gee, right on 10 years ago now, when I watched, uh, I watched Zeitgeist. And I was in New York City, I'd been down to Ground Zero, and I was always fascinated with the 9 11 story. When I watched Zeitgeist and they exposed some of the holes in the story, uh, that just rocked me, absolutely rocked me. And I realized we'd been lied to, not only about that, but about countless topics, everything. And then at the same, during the same trip to New York City, I also watched uh, Esoteric Agenda. And that was like, wow. That was like, man, this is <laughs> this is freaking awesome <laughs> and terrifying and confronting and mind-blowing all at the same time. And uh, it's continued since then. To lighter topics and more current affairs, have you seen the disgraceful new ad Victoria Health shirt on news.com.au today? Yeah, I actually haven't seen that one. A soft-speaking actor starts digressing on how a COVID denier is still welcome to come and rest and die peacefully in their hospital before they zip you up in a cadaver bag. That's really sick, isn't it? Oh, honestly, I watched it because our guys, you know, they're, they're on the radar pretty quickly with this stuff here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. They're, they're literally just taking another massive and deliberate stab at family and living free right now in the time of true government tyranny. There's plenty of examples out there of how sick the media's really become. Wouldn't you say it's almost on the borderline of a threat? It's getting more and more threatening. I just watched mm. one that came out of the US where they were saying, uh, you know, if you don't uh, take a vaccine, you deserve to be forcefully vaccinated, uh, that you're ruining everyone's futures, everyone's lives, everyone's chances of going back to normal, or you should be denied public services 
sued for it. And it was incredible. This was on the mainstream news in the US. So wow. the media is dropping to all new lows and all new levels of psychological manipulation. It's a cognitive decline, isn't it, with all these national leaders right now of the one world government? It's, it's, well, it's a cognitive um, divide. There's a lot of people who are applying common sense mm. and there's a lot of people, you know, and I think at the core of it's a lot of unhealed trauma that all this propaganda is feeding into and so they're triggering people to lash out at, at us who are, you know, I guess you would broadly term awake and aware of the agenda. And the propaganda campaign continues to intensify daily. Mm. It's extraordinary. And the people orchestrating the campaign, they're geniuses in behavioural psychology. They know how to play one side against the other very, very well. And so what we need to be very careful to do is not play into that, not get triggered, not bite back, not antagonise people. Yeah. We need to hold the, the higher ground. You've it's, definitely got me in a bit of a, a weakness at the moment where I'm like a raging bull in a China store. Like I, I just go hard or go home. I just think there's any time to be moderate about how effective this has been on people's lives, livelihood, and knowing a lot of business owners that have been affected by this psyop that this truly is. Mm. I was actually able to manage and track down the nurse from Melbourne Health today that posted this filth on her page that I just call Government Propaganda 101. And I had to probe her with this question, Dave. I asked her, how do you sleep at night knowing you're creating fear and stress for families and business owners that are desperately needing to open up again tomorrow to make a source of income and connect in with human community over a virus that hasn't even killed 0.00001% of the world's population compared to influenza that has mysteriously just disappeared because you say so? Because science, right? That seems to be the logical conclusion these people keep falling flat over heels for. Well, the science and the scientism, right? Mm. And this is the cult that we're seeing start to emerge, which is scientism. And it masquerades as science and it looks like science and it puts white coats on and, and has different so-called uh, you know, scientific evidence or studies and so on. But not, you know, most of those studies are paid or corrupted mm. or this, you know, they've got um, different interests in there. Who, uh, who have brought out or published the results that they wanted, the results are completely skewed. And so around that grows a cult-like mentality that's sort of, you know, the community is broadly terming it scientism, which has really very, very little to do with science. And that's why the common sense seems to fall out the window, fly out the window with scientism. Say, for instance, something as simple as a PCR test, right, which, which the scientists, scientific inventor, Dr. Carrie Mullis, the late mm. Carrie Mullis said, you can use, you can amplify the cycles in the PCR test to find anything that you want. And so we know that they're using around 45 cycles, which to my knowledge, you'll find pretty much whatever you want. You've got 100% false positives. Yeah. And so you try and explain that to someone, that's a scientific fact, that you can use the PCR test to find whatever you want. You try and explain that to someone who's into the cult of scientism, and they'll deny that. They don't want to know it. It's very, very selective information that they look at, and it's only things that will suit their particular you know, view of the world, which is a skewed, kind of propagandized interpretation. Or if you try and challenge them on, okay, these are micro droplets, right? We can't sing. True? Yeah, true. We shouldn't kiss. No, true. We shouldn't hug. True. We shouldn't do weddings, funerals, and so on. Yep, true. All that. 
You should wear a mask to stop the micro droplets because it's highly contagious and the skin-to-skin transmission we should keep away from each other. Yep, it's all true. Then why are they up people's noses with a long Q-tip toward the blood-brain barrier? Scientism, right? Science will tell you that if something's so highly contagious to a micro droplets, you should be able to spit into a cup, lick something, suck on a stick, whatever. Wow. Why? Why? Are they up in people's blood-brain barriers? How, how old are you, Dom? 32, my friend. Have yeah. you ever in your 32 years seen a nasal test in all your life? No, the only time I've stuck something up my nose was, you know, good old Vicks VapoRub or, you know, something to deal with a bit of you know, congestion or, or whatever. But no, <laughs> never have I ever even heard of such a, uh, a torture device like we're seeing used in, uh, in the new health system. Staggering, right? We've never seen it before. It's really interesting. I was looking at the ancient Egyptian, you know, I guess, uh, system of torture that they would actually torment a slave. So the Jews, right, back then when Pharaoh was, you know, under the occupancy of Egypt, and they would break the blood-brain barrier to deliberately infect somebody with organisms. So, like, they deliberately do it so a person could never recover and they'd get such a serious uh, either A, side effect or B, infection like sepsis or something else around there and correct me definitely if I'm wrong here because I'm not a scientist or a doctor or an epidemiologist for that matter. Most people aren't. Have a look at Brad Hazard. He was a freaking minister for education and Aboriginal affairs in 1996. It's funny how he's climbed up the <laughs> eugenics ladder very, very quickly, isn't it? <laughs> the, the surname the surname sits well. Oh, Brad absolutely. Hazard. He is a hazard to Health many hazard. things. 100%. As far as what you're saying in regard to the Egyptian torture and so on. I don't think they're necessarily, you know, b- breaking the blood-brain barrier, mm. but they certainly shouldn't be up there. Mm. You know what I mean? I think the Egyptian torture was um, something like horrifically cruel, and I'm not saying this isn't cruel at all. Um, but what we do know, what we do know for a fact, is that the ethylene oxide is on the tips of these tests, and the ethyl, the ethyl, ethyl oxide. Look. Ethyl oxide is widely used throughout all the entire medical industry for um, disinfecting and sterilizing mm. medical equipment, right? That's a fact. It's also used in antifreeze as well. So I get it. It's used for sterilizing equipment. But in no in no way should it be anywhere near one of the most sensitive parts of the entire human body. This is what's extremely concerning. And we know they've conducted literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of tests in Australia. With the PCR, mm. right, which is giving skewed or results at best, most likely more like 100% false positives. But we know that the tips are contaminated or sterilized, I should say, with ethyl oxide, which is one of the most potent pathogens known to man. And this is something yeah. that's extremely, like, extremely concerning because not only are they forcing the test and coercing and bullying to have the test, they're giving people multiple tests. So now we're getting multiple tests with something that's contaminated for the most sensitive part of the body, but we know the test is being used to get skewed results. It's, it's inc- When you look at the magnitude of that lie and that agenda, that's enough to send shivers up your spine. And now a good friend of mine, she was being bullied by uh, by the police down there in South Australia, and they kept knocking on her door and they were insisting on, on the test. And so if you've been following Tom Byrne at all, Tom Byrne is a very good friend of mine. I he like helps to understand how, 
Tom's the best. Tom's, the, Tom's on another level. Hmm. Hope I get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Tom is explains how in commerce, which we're all engaged in two realms, the realms of the public and the private, in commerce, it's dishonourable to refuse an offer, right? So when the police come to you and they're saying, we want you to take a test, it's mandatory. In commerce, that's actually just an offer, right? So rather than refuse the test, you need to counter offer and say, okay, sure, I'll give you the test, but here's my terms and give conditional acceptance. So L, uh, my friend who was in this particular situation, she said, look, fine, I'm not going to refuse the test. I'll give you a test. Mm-hmm. But my conditions are that I'll give you the test via urine, via blood, via saliva, via fecal, via mm-hmm. serology, via saliva sample, via cheek swab. But I will not be having any Q-tip shoved halfway up into my nose and into my blood-brain barrier region. Thanks very much. And so the pressure and the bullying and intimidation that was placed upon her to continue to get the, the test up the nose was was staggering. It was relentless. They showed up at her house day in, day out, <sighs> multiple times a day to get her to have this test. And she was like, what the hell is going on here? This is a massive red flag. And then she yeah. started calling all over South Australia to say, hey, I need a test. I need a COVID test. And the only test they would recognize this nasal COVID swab thingy test, disgusting. Which the inventor said isn't for isn't a test anyway. And we're also hearing as well that the CDC in the US by this December is saying they're not going to be using the, the PCR test anyway at all. I'm sure you've seen this, Dom. Mm. They won't be using the PCR test anymore at all because it cannot distinguish between the flu, the common cold, or COVID nineteen. Did you know? Dave, in relation to the PCR and CDC's admittance that they got it wrong, flat out, right? Why has that not triangulated back to the Australian government? Do you want to know why? I think you know why. I'm at that level with you of consciousness to know that like something is fishy about this whole setup, right? This is mandatory speech. This is not rhetoric that we use in a democratic system. And that's why I uh, I truly believe we've gone one uh, one or two steps too far ever since we, we voted the guy in. And I, I, hands down, I made that mistake. I didn't make an estimated guess that this guy was going to be a great proportionate risk for the country and our democracy and freedoms mm. with it. But he used our churches. He used our leadership. He used it, in fact, and abused it so much so he was able to dwindle all those votes from young, you know, impressionable youth like myself that I was at the time. And uh Man, if I'd known that this was going to be globalism, like full-blown globalism in a number of years, I don't think I would have given the Liberals my vote of confidence. And here's the thing. We haven't seen elections. We haven't seen elections for a long time because apparently we're in this perpetual state of emergency and we're not allowed to do it and it's too risky to gather. This whole risky to gather thing and being asymptomatic, we know, hands down, and it's exhausted now. It's a total scam. Being asymptomatic is no better than being completely healthy. Couldn't agree more. And the whole two-party system is certainly screwed anyway. You can't fix it. No, no. party getting elected can fix it. There needs to be um, there needs to be a solution. And I wish I had that solution. I've always said the first solution, Dom, is mass awareness. Mm. You know, mm. we're not, I, I, I'm a firm believer that when the mass awareness is there, solutions arise and even if you have the solution you don't have the, the mass awareness what's the point you know what i mean like I, I always look at nature and i always look at how you know look at look at something like an ant colony right mm. 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of ants all working together for the same goals, simultaneously on the same page. They don't fight with each other. They don't tear each other apart. And they work together. You see them lines when they, you know, when they invade your house. <laughs> you see big lines of ants all working in unison. I believe as humans, as we evolve further and we have mass awareness, we're going to need less and less government anyway. Mm. And so that's why I don't really think the government is the solution. I think self-governing humans living in higher consciousness who follow, like people say, oh gosh, it must be how it's going to be so complex to solve these problems. Well, no, it's not really. You, you build a system based around the principles of do no harm and doing to others as you would like done unto you. That, it's that simple. Like I look at the, the, the divide in our society right now, the attack. Like I understand you had some, some conflict today out there on the street. Thanks for and- mentioning that. I, uh, not to let the cat out of the bag for those tuning in tonight, but this was just this classic example of someone disregarding all common principle and critical thinking and just going along with the message that the crowds are saying and is the only way you can think. It's, it's back to the mentality of do as the Romans do and not question truth anymore. They're literally walking to the lion's den right now, Dave, with all the evidence smack bang being put in front of them. And they still think that these people in government and, and, and high, you know, high elite positions are on their side. And these, the current events themselves should be massive multiple red flags for everybody at home today. But people still think that because the Bible and the Quran say on the you know ear of caution right now, because I'm not a scholar and I'm not pretending to be one today, ladies and gentlemen, but they say that we have to honour our government and pray for them and honour them always. But that doesn't mean that we honour the current trend of what I don't think anyone else could call right now fairly than the antichrist system, the beast system of cashlessness, of disorientation, of confusion and spiritual fear in the atmosphere. Like there's no peace, there's no joy, there's no smiling or gathering or hugging going on. There's no public display of affection going on and people are really afraid of their neighbours. This is exactly what the devil came out to seek and do all along. The day we were born out of our wombs, he had declared war on our lives and our generations to follow us. I find it incredible when you look at how what's going on all around the world, like literally every country, and you think to yourself, how how is this possible that there's so many people who are beating, who are marching to the beat of the same drum? Mm. And that's when you really got. And this is, would be hard, I guess, for an atheist or a non-believer, mm. or even even I guess someone who doesn't really. You know, they might even be quite spiritual. They might be in the New Age or whatever, and they might think, "Gee, this whole idea of a, of a devil or of an antichrist spirit sounds so far fetched." Mm. But it's not until you see the unified darkness spreading all over the world right now that you can see there is clearly, clearly an antichrist spirit or a dark spirit that is infecting the minds of many people around the world. And that's where I guess you, you start to see the, the real difference between the people who are letting that darkness uh, overcome them, they're succumbing to that, and then that darkness is able to operate through them. And you, and you come across it in your day-to-day experience, but you come across someone who's really hell-bent, literally, on this agenda. You ready for this? And if, Sure, go ahead. This is a truth bomb. Hands down, I do not apologize for what I'm about to disclose. If you want to block your ears, then do it, but you're probably not the the audience that I want to target for, to be honest with you. So go ahead and click unsubscribe now. I'll wait while you do that. 
know what she was thinking. I know what I want to see. Bust that Bible open. Read the verses to me back. Yeah. Bust that Bible open. Read the verses to me back. Revelation 13 verse 7 onwards goes, And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer all of them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe, person, language, and nation. And all of people, humanity, who belong to this world worshipped this beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Anyone with ears right now in this current moment here should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword, I say the vaccine, will die by this vaccine. This means that God's holy people must endure the persecution coming patiently and remain faithful. I love it. It's so appropriate for what we're talking about tonight. Hey, look, it's so appropriate. And, you know, I'm learning more and more every single day. And, you know, I pray more every day and I, I, I attempt to get closer to God every single day, Dom. And, you know, mm. something that you just said there in that, in that scripture, what's the lamb? It's a baby sheep. Baby sheep, right? Yeah. Now I heard last night on a, on a YouTube video from uh, Christian Truther that I follow, he said, look at how so many people who think they're awake, what are we doing? We're calling the people who are asleep the sheep, right? Mm. Now, this is another level of inversion and trickery and deception that many of us have fallen into as we label people sheep, which is actually another mockery of God because Jesus was the good shepherd, right? And so this is another one that we've been deceived again. And I was like, whoa, I got a tap on the shoulder from God. It's like, pull your head in. You've been deceived. I was like, oh, thank God for that. Because we are all, these, there is, the devil is, but there was such trickery and such deception. And every time that, because that term has been popularized, been popularized largely by, by David Icke, very much a new ager. And so as people start to identify stupidity, with being the sheep, but we know Jesus is the good shepherd, by default, people associate Jesus with stupidity. Wow. And that's the persecution that is coming, bro. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spirit decided to take uh, to take this uh, interview away from uh, where I originally <laughs> thought we were going. And I'm cool with that. As you've listened to my episodes previously in season one, season two, and season three, things get real. Things get intimate with the father because I think, you know, we can talk about politics and COVID and lockdowns till the cows come home. But if there's a conviction or a revelation or a truth that God is presenting before us through another host, another believer, another son, another daughter, and we are going to go idly by and just read what Sydney Morning Herald has to say about what we should be thinking tomorrow and how we should be treating our neighbors tomorrow or what we should do in our own homes tomorrow then I think mm. we've really missed we've missed the mark and we are not truly honoring our bodies at the temple that it is to God. No, you're 100% right. And, you know, what, what, what tends to happen when you, you start to catch on to the agenda and you start to see through the lies and then you start to, you know, even build a bit of an audience, mm. it's very easy to fall into traps of, of ego and being, you know, self-righteous and, I'm con- I've constantly got to pull my head in, and I heard that I heard that audio last night, and it just struck a chord. I was just like, "Wow, I really needed to hear that because 
there is so much more deception coming. We haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet, and the Bible really warns about even the most elect, even the holiest saints will be deceived in the end times. They'll fall for the deceptions of, of the beast of the beast system. And so we have to be very, very vigilant and be constantly praying for guidance and constantly praying for knowledge of God's will as opposed mm. to wanting to just, you know, have our own grandiose recognition or, or wanting to wake up the masses and so on. And, you know, the, the I'll, I'll send you the the um, the video I listened to last night, Dom, where he talks about how, you know, this whole rising up against tyranny, there's, an, there's also you know traps there as well for deception and one being fighting real... fire with fire lawlessness with a spirit of lawlessness we we can't get anything done if we go out of the you know out of sync with what the father permits us to be doing right exactly right and it's i've, I've got to remind myself daily keep my eyes on god that's that's got to be my priority. Not the headlines, mm. not the not the most, not the next bomb that I can drop that's going to get the most attention or the most shares or yeah. or whatever. Because look, I'm, I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that stuff's highly addictive, especially when you put up a video or you put up a podcast or whatever. It's viral, and it gets absolutely. Hundred and you're like, wow, I've got this attention and this audience. You get the dopamine fix, <laughs> and the addiction comes in and. It, it dovetails into your ego and your need for recognition and the importance of blah, blah, blah. And then the phone's ringing and then people want you to do a podcast, right? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then next minute, you, you, you forgot about God. Shots fired. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The devil doesn't even have to do that much to take us away from our destiny, right? He just needs to create right. distraction. You're exactly right, and that's because it taps into our, you know, our, our kind of uh, our nature, our our human nature, our, I guess our sinful nature, if you like, that nature that's, you know, can only really be, you know, healed and and renewed by God. I really believe that, and I, I, you know, and not to not to give any of the new ages a hard time, but I went down the new age path for quite a while, and I thought so. Real, <laughs> yeah, I spent quite a bit of time down there, and was really into the whole idea that you can. You can kind of heal yourself, and you can save yourself, and you can you can do all these things and all this personal development, and become sort of enlightened, if you like. And mm. I, I I've come to realize that it's not by us; it's, it's by God's grace in, in God's time. Yeah, that's right. Not by my own hands, not by my own power, but by the that's Spirit correct. of God, which is actually light and freedom. And our nation, not even not to mention and exclude the globe, but just to focus on Sydney, Queensland, Tassie, Melbourne, South Australia, and uh, oh, what have I missed? Northern Territory. Sorry, guys. I always forget one. We really are not living in an age of freedom right now. And that is why when people kind of go get uppity at me and go, you haven't been jumping on our Zoom calls. You haven't been joining the prayer meetings. You haven't been coming to whatever perpetual meeting or church service or sermon for that matter is set up on the weekend. And I've just got to the point now, Dave, where I, I'm just, I've, I've had enough of the old way, the old way of treating my faith, the old way, the way organized religion operates, the old way that we just treat things so non you know, nonchalantly and, and, and in fact take it for granted in doing so. And I don't mm. think that this season at all 
was intended to for us to grow lazy and and you know displaced god actually wants us to focus on intimacy with him checking in on our neighbors and our community going to rallies if that's what he's saying that we need to do and i'm not saying everybody like i'm you know a, a mother with a baby or a young family at home needs to put herself on the line the kids need you more than ever you you do that girlfriend but we the men you know it's so important that we be at the front line in love and in peace and carry that spirit accordingly as the spirit of the Lord is, but also mm. present that cause for freedom for everybody under every nation, tribe, culture, religion, and tongue. That's what Jesus came here originally for. And if we lose sight of that, then we've lost sight of why he died in the first place. Shots fired, right, for someone listening in at home today. We can't leave this stuff to chance. If you don't speak out about something that God's truly putting and convicting on your heart accordingly to say, if that's a strong rebuke, if it's to go and charge the enemy like he's got a red flag out at you and you're a toro in a bull situation, you do you because that, in fact, is worshipping God right now. But staying complacent and lazy is not going to help anybody, especially what the devil's trying to do right now, which is harvest God's sons, harvest souls. Um, we want to see the best for people. It's never about ego. It's never about our platform being built up to multi-million, you know, people following or subscriptions for that matter. It's all back down to this. How are you really doing and where, where are you getting your strength from? Because if it's from people, if it's from a protest, if it's from myself on my podcast or Dave's, you know, subscription or telegram, you, this is a false idol. And God wants you to get to know yourself more intimately in this season. So I'll, I'll, I guess I like, I mean, that's again, subjectively open to interpretation. We, we don't, we don't want to, you know, aim to offend. I think God just does that because it was bound to happen in the times we're in. I want to just pull up last weekend's rally because I did want to touch on that before we go. Wow. Like I wanted to do a bit of a case study on a few things that happened, Dave. I'm not sure if you've been plugged into what happened here at Sydney and I'm not sure if there mm -hmm. was some similar scenarios in uh, Queensland and Melbourne because the media only covered such a, a, a snapshot of it. But there was a particular um, person that was brought to my attention um, one hooded man that was wearing a red hoodie in the crowd that incited quite a few fights with police yet walked away every single time and was caught on camera every single one of those times. And after he left one of the scuffles, he tapped a police officer and then slightly smiled and walked straight away. Is this the new snake tactic these agent provocateurs are launching to discredit the freedom uh, movement right now? Absolutely, and it's, it's nothing new. They've been around you know, here ever since the start of this and, and all over the US and all around the world. It, it's just the way that this divide and conquer strategy seems to work and the globalists are, are orchestrating it right now in, in every country. Uh, and we're going to see more of it. We're seeing fake uh, news articles, especially coming out that are portraying our, our movement as being violent and, and belligerent. But, you know, there's, it's, gosh, there is just so many people who are trying to infiltrate our community and paint us in a bad light and you're going to get that you're going to get it all the time and they're going to get nastier and nastier as our group is growing our community is getting more and more momentum and more more and more numbers because 
they're going to get more and more desperate. Yeah. You know, I think after last weekend, the sheer number of people who showed up in Sydney could have easily overwhelmed the entire police force of, of Sydney easily if it had got like head to head. There must have been close to 100,000 people on the streets. Uh, how many police would have shown up? Maybe 5,000? A thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. A thousand, right? Yeah. So, and even though, God, there was a few ugly scenes, like I saw some absolutely appalling scenes, you know, when that man was being pinned down and kneed in the back, right to the lower spine, right mm. to the lower part of the back. That was very, very big knee there. That's, that's, and he was already being restrained. He had been completely defenseless, couldn't even see them coming. So they're lucky that they didn't break his spine. With that, wow. We don't even know at this stage, right? But if you watch the footage, the cop really wound up his leg and dropped the knee extremely hard. And it wasn't even for the kidneys, it was right on the bones. Right, wow. easy to knock out a disc. And yeah, it was brutal. Very hard for me to watch, actually. And so, and look, I've always been someone who's, who's really tried to defend the cops because I know we're going to need the cops to come to their senses and stand with the people, not over the people. Yeah. And I think when the, when the police realise what's happening as far as the globalists, agenda and, and what's ultimately the beast system, are they going to really want to bring their families into that world and into that system? I don't think so. But they do have jobs. They do. They are trained to obey orders. And then you're always going to get some who, who do get off on the the power trip. And that can you can see how that would happen. And they don't, they don't get to use their batons very often or their tasers or their handcuffs. or their Bloodlust, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it's like, you know, game on. This is what we're trained for. Let's let's go, and so that creeps in. It's almost but, like you know, adrenaline is actually like the it's it's the big power grab right now, where people are actually like they're killing machines. Not that we condone violence here at the Drake Podcast Show today. Just a, a, a preamble warning, guys. So if you're thinking about doing anything violent, that is not what we, the freedom and truth and Christian and Muslim and, you know, wider community of Australia are about. I know that we need to be careful, but I also don't apologise mincing my words tonight at all. I think um, adrenaline can be a very potent mix to masculine energy and, you know, one side of a narrative that we choose to, you know, see as the true story. And I spoke to a couple of police officers, I think it was at Bankstown a week ago when we had a little pop-up protest. I call it a pop-up walk. It was exercise. We just all happened to be there at the same time. Um, And one police officer said, I get it. You know, we're all fed up. Our family are not coping with this. Everyone's out of work. We even had one police officer, you know, say they haven't had the vaccine yet. And I was really interested to kind of probe him a bit more. But then his superior said, come on, let's go. We've got work to do which was mm. just enforcing more fines for non-compliance. Mm. Mm. It's very interesting. Well, it's a fascinating time. And the thing is, Tom, is that I don't know if we can necessarily stop what's coming. Mm. I really don't, you know, especially as a Christian and looking at the Bible and we see what's written and what we've seen. I don't know if we can stop what's coming. I just don't know. It's a very, I, I'm, I'm kind of, wrestling with that at the moment that mm. do we have a role what, what's what's our role here now and that's where i guess i'm i'm, I'm playing what i'm playing around at the moment is i'm like you know god where do you where do you want me you know what i mean where, where do you, what do you want me to really do here how, how can i how can i serve here really because can this be stopped or does it have to play out its course you know this whole entire antichrist system 
beast system, which ultimately culminates, as we know, if scripture is to be true, which I certainly believe it is, that we do see this Antichrist figure who takes, you know, I guess, control of the world in, in this incredibly dark time, who is perceived as a solution and as a man of peace who actually comes to be the, the great deceiver and man straight, of tradition. Straight facts, Dave. And what's beautiful is I can give it a little bit of a dead giveaway to all of you tuning in at home today. It's not all doom and gloom. Just because we might be in you know apocalyptic and very psychotic times for a lot of you, Jesus is coming back. That great Messiah, that Savior, that solution, eternal proportion is coming back. It, it says in Revelation 22, the final uh, book of the Bible, I might add, verse 7, look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those of you who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. This is John speaking. I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, no, don't you dare worship me. I am merely a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all of you who obey what is written in this book. Worship only God. I love it. Like, let's just let them keep, you know, stirring trouble it says that it goes further on. It says, then he instructed me, do not seal up the words prophetically in this book for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do that harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously and let the one who is holy continue to be holy because look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all of you people according to their deeds. I love it. There's there's the promise and there's mm. also the efficient title that God carries as the the victory. You know, we're in the we're on the winning team. We are the winners. It might not feel like that. It might get seriously fierce for the next little while. I say 2 to mm. 5, maybe 10 years. Things are really mm. going to go a well. You think this this is <laughs> communist Germany then uh, think again friends. It's only going to get worse, but with the light things will be a lot more manageable to deal with as each card is drawn. So I might end it there. Thank you so much for coming on the Drake podcast show and uh, letting your dinner get a little on the cold side, Dave. Um, (laughs) We will definitely get you back on here in no time. Dom, I really enjoyed the chat. I feel like we could chat for hours actually. I really enjoyed uh, connecting with you and, and enjoyed the conversation. I look forward to doing it again very soon. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk soon. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a really humble, truther, fellow believer of the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God, just giving us a little something-something in the uh, in the realm of influence that he's graced us with. I hope that something that Dave and myself touched on tonight, whether that be in the Bible, in the very last book of Revelation, really spoke to your heart today. And if it did, I'd love you to drop me a bell. You can contact me via my Instagram, which is now changed because of that Daily Mail disgraceful smear campaign article against me not wearing a mask. It's now underscore TD podcast underscore show. It's a little bit of a tongue twister, but once you put it in, you'll be able to find me. And as because me and Dave are so heavily shadow banned, a lot of our original accounts and content for that matter have either been mysteriously wiped or deleted manually by Australia's finest. Good night.